copyright avoiding intro music. I did it, I hyped it, I did I hyped it, 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 I hyped Experimental podcast number three, recorded live in Eretz Israel, the land of Israel. Here we're going to argue about halacha and what the rabbi said. You asked, what about these people who want to be more holy? They want to be more connected to Hashem. I mean, isn't that what holy means? I mean, first of all, we have to say, what I am excited. I'm going to talk about what is being holy. The first answer to that is, of course, what Hashem said. So if in the Torah it says this is to be done like this, we say that's holy because that's the way God said to do it. So that's how to connect more with God. Now the question becomes, okay, so God said in the Torah, keep Shabbat. Therefore, is it more holy to do X or Y? Because we got the basic part, but I'm not feeling God. Right? I'm not levitating on Shabbat. <laughs> okay. So, and I'm not seeing God. Right? I mean, if we're special enough, we know Eliyahu and Navi will come and knock on the door during the Seder. But most of us probably don't see that. And if we have enough merit we may see moments of God doing things in our lives. We may see that, wow, that was a very unlikely circumstance, or, wow, that blessing came out of nowhere, or, as sometimes we don't see it in ourselves, we see it in other people. Sometimes it's jealousy, like, how in the heck did he make $10 million? He's a blithering idiot, <laughs> or he's not very capable. So we can see hashgacha protit sometimes, um, and sometimes we see blessings in this world. And we say, we want to get closer to God. This is one of the things that Yidin want so much, that the Jewish people want so much. We saw God, and we heard God at Sinai. But now we want to be really close. We want it every day, right? In the wonderful Tzavah HaRivash, we have writings from the Baal Shem Tov where he says, if I got disconnected from God's presence for a minute, what an Avera. And of course I say, if I got connected to God's presence for a minute, maybe on the holiest day of the year, on Yom Kippur, maybe at the holiest moment, in the Elah, wow, what a schut. Okay. So how far apart am I from those things? So we have these people. They want to get closer. And they don't know how to do it. And they've fallen on their faces. And they're like, well, maybe if I do this extra. And, well, that didn't work. So let me go to this extra. Well, that didn't work. So let me go to this extra. And sometimes that allows them to be taken advantage of. I'll give you an example. The Kat HaShaolin, or okay. the Burqa cult. Okay. Right? These are people who believe that the possible Avera of being seen female. What a horror, being seen female, should be that one should cover themselves 
And for those that aren't good enough, so they've covered themselves, well, their hands are showing. So they have to put on some gloves. Uh, okay. They have to wear tablecloths on their No, that's not good enough. Their eyes are showing. And maybe somebody saw their eyes. And so they're going to go full burqa and cover their whole face. But that's not good enough because the burqa has a human body shape. So they're going to put a cone on top. <laughs> You're the ones that brought me the pictures of that. KKK okay. cone heads, yeah. right? Um, so that so that it literally just looks like a round bag walking down the street, right? To me, that's sad, though. Well, like it's, it's beyond sad. Well, beyond sad is when they put their five-year-old children in it, okay? Because if somebody's uh, sadly, if somebody is aroused by the sexuality of underage children, that's a deviancy. That's a broken human. Yes, there are such people, but that's not a problem. Uh, you know, that's just outrageous. So the point being, people want to reach out. And unfortunately, for a lot of people, it's hard for them to find a path that to reach more towards Hashem. In some cases, some people can achieve that by Torah learning. That's, that's a lot of men. A lot of women historically have felt that they've, gotten closer to God through saying to heal him. Okay. Right? A wonderful thing. Learn some Torah. Learn some Hasidus. Learn some Tehillim. Extend your davening. Uh, Breslov's style has become very popular across all streams. Yeah. His bodedus of speak directly to God. Go to a private place. Certainly the Breslovers in Israel like to actually go into nature, a field, yeah. a park, or whatever, and talk to God. Including, including and up to shouting to God. And if that works for you, call a kavod, right? And if it's personally talking to God in your room or whatever, that, to build a, that's connecting with God. Okay? Yeah, but, but if, the you're gonna, if your education, like this rabbi just said, is like, oh my God, if you, if you have writing on your shirt as a woman that might be across your boobs, then you're making the men sin. And first, this of all, is like don't become... first of all, don't talk about your boobs or you might make me sin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. But it's like, it's taking things we're not allowed to dis- We're not allowed to discuss that term, which unfortunately is why in certain parts, in very narrow parts, but in certain narrow parts of Haredi society, women don't know about getting ma- mammograms because you can't say mammary. So, so here's the problem. First of all, like you just said, certain levels of sexual education or health education doesn't get across. Second of all, you end up teaching us women, okay, that we're the cause root of all evil, okay? I, for example, yesterday wore a short skirt when I went to the doctor's office, okay? That must be the reason why Israel's going to elections right now. By the way, by short skirt, you don't mean you wore a mini skirt. You no, meant no, you wore like a, skirt a skirt just skirt to your knees. A skirt to my knees, okay? And I wore a colored shirt, okay? And, and and my hair was down. Oh my god, my hair was down. Well, you're down. not married. So having your hair covered is not an issue for you. But listen, there are people who are very with very narrow views and very limited situations. And unfortunately, this striving of the Jewish Neshama, the striving of this Jewish soul to connect to God is an important part of things. This is one of the reasons we believe that even among Jews who aren't religious and aren't observant, they often strive and get involved in so many things, right? A lot of Buddhists are Jews. 
that came from yeah. America, yeah. right, uh, etc. Because I a lot of people involved, you know, in many many causes, so, so and a, some of them important, valuable of, causes. It's a level of yearning, and and, and right. you're trying to find something. But the question is, when it becomes part of religious culture, okay, to say that. God forbid if a guy sees you, if you're not wearing, let's say, three layers, um, or sees that you have boobs, like, you know, because there's like the breasts of uh, Shomer and Nine guys. Uh, well, listen, that, that's the broken part of, or call it the narrow extremist ignorant part. But, we we have, it, we, there are various terms for that. We call these people fools. Okay. Even religious but, No, but listening to a rabbi like that say hi, if a woman ex accentuates herself just a tiny little bit, which personally I do not think is against Sneas, okay, or if she wants to feel good and look sexy, that we're making the men say, and we're the cause of... Oh, well, by the way. How do you fix that? How do you answer these rabbis and go like, first, what the fuck is first, wrong with you? First of all, if we're in the discussion of sexy, I think we've already got a slight problem. There, I'm going to switch over to the other side and say, I don't, in, in Jewish religious circles, I don't want to be having discussions of sexy. I want my women to be beautiful. I want my women to be, to be majestic. I want my women to be queens and princesses. I don't want my women to be shameful, right? Okay. I don't want them to be hot on the street corner, mm -hmm. right? So sexy is definitely not the right mindset, and that is where people freak out because modern society is so focused on fashion everything, and fashion everything is to meet that yearning, which was in the little sheer or whatever that you yeah, played that, me, that, to meet that, that yearning of, I want to be attractive. And that is a yearning of women. I want to be wanted. Of course. Right? That's a natural, yeah, that's natural, that's a natural part of, uh, of women. And if that want to be wanted is focused in, and therefore I should be beautiful and majestic, then it works out. To everyone's advantage. So, like, if it's fo if, however, that little twist is put on it, and suddenly we're at a Paris fashion show, then it quickly turns into a boucha. It's an embarrassment. So and I'm not saying walk around with like a clear naked bodysuit as a woman, okay? But <laughs> okay, we're like, well, Eurovision. Some of the outfits, like literally, she's like, what were you her. doing watching Eurovision? How could oy, you? Oi, oi! It's such a Shonda. I know. Ugh. All that Saurus in America must be coming from me and all those children that are sick and that... Okay, well, the point, but, the, but the point is, and it's a real point uh, that we make, is what we take in affects us. So we do have to be careful on what we allow as input because it affects our output. Generic point. Okay, okay? but... But regar I'll, I'll regar my regardless... of saying that, like, is... Regardless, okay. if you focus on beauty, there's nothing wrong with that. And especially if the beauty's towards majesty, towards kavod, towards towards being a queen, somebody to be honored and respected, and yes, beautiful, and that is attractive, okay? But that's quite different from, I want to be hot, because hot is, stirs the, stirs the juices. Okay, but is right? that a bad thing? Stirring the juices? I'm not saying that saying the juice well, is not bad. Well, it's not bad when you're married at home with your spouse, okay? It's bad if you're walking down the street. 
the best example I can think about is like, you know, Meghan Markle, the newest uh, English princess, yeah. married Prince Harry. Like, an American actress, you see how she used to dress, you can Google the images. I'll take your word for it. And you can see how she dresses now. And I'm not going to say that she didn't dress good beforehand, but her whole way of demeanor and her whole way of dress has completely changed. Why? Because she's representing the queen and she's representing it's probably a very, It's probably a very good example. I think you probably brought a great example. I certainly have no idea how she dressed previously, but I have seen a couple pictures of her. Like you stories. can see, she's and very uh, slutty uh, and like it, it, it's clearly, inappropriate, or right. her boobs are completely out. But like, I told you, you see, we can't talk about boobs. Stop it! I mean, like, <laughs> but I mean, like if you see her now, the way she dresses, she's got a nice fancy hat on her head. She. Um, Whereas, like, Elise dresses to her knees. Sometimes they're shorter than that, okay? Even... Okay, but the, point, but, the point, but the point is the British royals dressed in the beautiful, majestic style, not in the stir-the-loin style. So, stir-the-loin style is somewhat problematic. Keep, keep that for your Dalit Amo. So yeah, keep say. it between you and your spouse. Or even if you don't have a spouse, if it's a boyfriend or, or between you and yourself, <laughs> okay, if you want whatever sexuality oh okay. you are. We've now gone in a strange direction. Sorry, but like, you know, if you're... No, because women do dress good for themselves. Yeah, like, because, like, let's yes, be realistic. A, yeah, we don't want women to go around schlumpy. Uh, and we want women to be beautiful, right? We want women to be queens and princesses. Like I said, there's nothing wrong with being a princess. I'm not talking about a jack, what's known as the Jewish-American princess. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with being a kavadika young lady who is beautiful. There's nothing wrong with it. And that's not discouraged by Judaism. However, modern society spends so much time being slutty that it is, it, it's a natural overreaction to push back the other okay, way. I'm not but, saying it's a good thing, but, the but it's education, a natural But like, when I hear a message like that, and I'm like imagining, let's say, a 15-year-old listening to that, or like myself when I'm younger, I'm hearing, I am the root cause of all evil because... I dress good. I bought myself, okay, this is a very exaggerated example, a nice pair of underwear and panties, and I'm wearing a nice shirt today and a nice skirt today, and I want to walk out of the house, and I'm wearing makeup, and my hair is down. Like, I don't want to feel, okay, and I don't want to be educated that the reason that there's evil in this world or something bad happened is because the way I dress or because of something I said. I'm not causing all the evil in the world. I think it's a very... Mis it's a big misconception, but it makes you hate the mitzvah, it makes you hate the act, and it makes you hate the religion because you assume, you, you attach to the religion the fact that, like, oh my God, if I want to feel good about myself, if I want to dress nicely for my spouse, if I want to uh, stomp, well, dress up, then it's not allowed. Well, first of all, what your undergarments are is your business. I'm certainly not viewing them or anyone else's undergarments except for my own spouse's. Thank you very much. Okay, and seriously, therefore, what's underneath is certainly nobody's business. For sure. Okay, and that, that would be even a silly discussion to get into. And people should know, and by the way, and that sounds silly, but people should know that. As you noted, since you worked for a little while at a um, lingerie, lingerie store. store in a ultra-Orthodox neighborhood, plenty of women come in and buy plenty of very nice... And spend high amounts of money, yes. Plenty of, plenty of nice intimates, okay? Yeah. Certainly, that's, there's not, 
Nobody's Nothing gonna wrong with it. Nobody's going to say there's anything wrong with it. They're coming in with their husbands and having a good time, and that's it. You lock the doors. Selecting what they want to select. Good for you. And enhancing their lives how they wish to enhance them. Good for them. Right? And somebody shouldn't get the wrong impression that because somebody dresses beautiful and respectful and modest, that they can't have very nice private things and very nice private time for with sure. their spouse in their kosher marriage. Right? That's the first part. The second part is, yes, it's a problem, but it's a problem of balance. It's not that the person's completely in the wrong position. They've just gone too far. And if they're trying to avoid a problem, this is no different, by the way, than go back to the 50s in the United States. And they, they were talking about how horrible drugs were. And if you even touched a leaf of marijuana, you were instantly going to go psychotic and insane. Seriously? Yes. There's a, there's a funny movie from that generation called Reefer Madness. As soon as, as soon as anybody touches it, they go insane and oh go on a war path. Um, so exaggerated. But the, it was. It was extremely exaggerated, but that was the same point of how you try and teach young people that things have impact and should therefore be avoided. Okay? They're trying to do the same thing. As you say, you're not the audience. Okay? This is part of the problem, is that many of these things are for a narrow, targeted audience. They're in the audience in that neighborhood. I don't know where that story was from, but let's say it was from Williamsburg in New York. Okay. Okay. Williamsburg in New York is an extremely ultra-Orthodox neighborhood. It's the Satmar Hasidim, who are among the most extreme, extreme of Jewish Orthodox sects. And they have rather strict dress codes and rather strict styling. And if you don't maintain that, you will be ostracized from the community. You will be thrown out of the yeah. community. Um, they're not a small group. There are hundreds of thousands mm -hmm. located there and in a few other towns in New York. They are, there's groups of them in Israel also. By the way, I'm not saying anything negative about them. They're good people. Whatever, run into them. Live. We, we spent a Shabbos in Williamsburg. It was very pleasant, right? Um, but in their community, if that's the message that came out, that you need to stay in this very narrow dress style or you're violating community standards and causing problems in our community, that's a real message. What you, may choose, you, may you may choose to, and, 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 that, and I don't have a problem with that message in that community for those people. If they want to step out of that community, step out. Okay, but and I'm you can certainly be an Orthodox Jew. Some of these rabbis are not targeting it at their community. Of course they are. No, they're tar the question is being brought to them by somebody in their community. You not could. all the time. No, I, I no. What I've been seeing is that these rabbis are saying that this is what is supposed to be for the cloud. Okay. Now, for example, if you said to me, like in the neighborhood that I, we live in, that there's specific problem A, B, C, and D, and a rabbi got up and said to fix a problem A, B, C, and D, the woman, for example, should only be wearing scarves on their heads. Okay. Then, then, okay, fine. That's a problem specific to that community. But in a world of social media. Okay, where you have Instagram and WhatsApp and Telegram and Facebook and whatever, and things go viral in a second, you don't know that's for a specific community anymore. It's not their problem. If people are spreading it, and in some ways spreading it to embarrass the Rav, he's targeted something in his community. He gave a speech to his Gehila, right? This used to happen with Rav Avadia Yosef, Okay, He used to give a weekly shear on satellite TV, was listened to all over the world. Right? Okay. In all parts of Eretz Israel, and he was talking about his halakhic interpretations, positions, and yes, social demands on his community. 
and some of his positions were strong, and some of his positions, from my perspective, were completely wrong and extreme. But they weren't targeted at me. He's trying to influence his segment of the Sephardi community. And for his segment of the Sephardi community, for example, to say, Shaitel's wearing wigs to cover a woman's hair, something required for married Jewish women, is completely prohibited and is an embarrassment to the community and causes men certain problems in the community. That's his place to say. That's his role to say it. Now again, you turn around and Chabad, my community, and the Rebbe has the opposite position on the issue, and that's also Torah Misina. And that's also appropriate for the Rebbe to say, for my community, and for the things I'm trying to achieve, and for the people I'm reaching out to, this is the position and approach, that's also appropriate. So, the fact that this Rav has a position for his yeshiva, kehila, what, shul, whatever it is, and somebody recorded that and spread it all around, and now they're making fun of this guy, he's so strict, I don't know where he is. If he's in Mansharim, that may be completely appropriate. If he's in Williamsburg, it would also be completely appropriate. Now, if you tell me he's in uh, uh, Lakewood, Memphis, okay. Tennessee, then I would say he's probably Bazanko. Bazanko. On the other hand, maybe that's a problem they're having there. Maybe the girls, because there's fashion in town or something, it's in Paris, right? fashion capital, maybe people are dressing very inappropriate. I don't know. So, yes, some people are too extreme. Address, address the issues of your community. Don't take them out of context. Who did, did, I, didn't, I didn't hear the quote from the Rav, and I don't know who the Rav is. Was he trying to make a generic prescription for the world? See, that's what it came across, I think, to most people, is that it came across as a general prescription that all women should dress X, Y, Z, of, like, no words on their clothing, no words, let's say, like, you know the shirts that say, like, go Well, there's a, there's, a, there's a fair statement okay. of why should I be an advertisement to companies in the world. Regardless, doesn't matter. The point generally being, I'm going to give the guy Dan Kavsut, that he wasn't, that he was trying to address a specific problem he sees in his area, and that is probably appropriate for his area. If he's overreaching, well, that's overreaching. And if you're saying the overreach is that his message spread on social media, that's people's problem for spreading a message which is meant for a group to everyone. And that is a problem in the current Jewish world. We discuss that all the time. Somebody comes out with a statement, the Rav and B'nai Brock said X, and therefore that, no, he said that for B'nai Brock. Okay, the Rav in Yerushalayim and Mea Sha'arim said Y. Well, that might be appropriate for Mea Sha'arim. Okay, and the Rav in Miami said T, which is so lenient, but for Miami, that may be the appropriate position to, for the community to operate by. People, people are not realizing that different communities have different issues and different standards. Clearly. Clearly. And they're spreading it like we should all be exactly the same. Or we should all be this one mixed group. And yet, we have all these options and focus and communities and different circumstances. And halacha is flexible enough to allow for those different circumstances. But if you throw them all in the same pot, it doesn't work. And do you, do you think that women need education, especially from a Torah perspective, to go around and say, listen, uh, we have options, we have movement, there's no such thing as being very rigid, there is a level of flexibility, that you guys aren't responsible for all the level, evil in the world, you're not being nichshol, but if you come, for example, from a community for that, for example, has a problem with all the men googling their woman in a very inappropriate way, to come and say, listen, 
woman, you need to maybe start toning things down. That's appropriate. But like the education of, listen, you're evil, you're causing all these problems. No, it should be brought as like, listen, in our community, X, Y, Z, okay, there's this really problem and it's come to our attention or uh, I've got, as the rabbi, I've gotten a lot of phone calls or requests from men to say, listen, things need to be toned down a bit so, uh, you know, we're not getting publicly aroused, you know, Arousing public or something like that. It's very not my very much not my style, but it is a style to operate by fear. It's a, also a traditional Sephardi style, and it's also a traditional Ashkenazi style from a few hundred years ago. In some ways, you could say that's part of what the Musar movement was about, and what the Magadim were before that. They used to go from town to town, and they would talk about Preach. a very. It wasn't just. Preach like when we say fire, pre- and fire and brimstone preaching, right? The averas of people. It is a traditional style. I don't think it's an appropriate one for the generation. Okay. I don't think the Lubavitcher Rebbe thought it was an appropriate approach for, for, for his whole time. It's certainly not the approach that Chabad takes on almost any topic. Even if you learn Tanya from the Alter Rebbe, there's I think it's three whole chapters which discuss negatives, but everything else is indeed the positive approach. Mm-hmm. So it, we're very much not a generation. This is a, this is the reason why a lot of people say that you should not learn Zohar directly because there's a lot of discussion of Zohar of this type of avera releases this type of negative energy and negative influence into the world. Okay. Um, and Hasidus generally doesn't approach things from that perspective. It approaches things from the positive perspective. So I don't. I think it's usually not a good approach, but it is a well-known and traditional approach. And some people are going to fall back onto it. Okay. Well, I, basically, it's not appropriate for this generation. It's it, it's not accomplishing anything. Lahefech, personally, in my opinion, you know that fire and brimstone approach, especially towards women, is turning them off. And it's like. You are in this little, you end up feeling like you're in this little box and you have no options. And I think that you end up associating it with your religion when you don't really realize that it's a community standard. It's a, it's a control factor. It's kind of like what cults do. Not that I'm saying Judaism, Judaism God forbid, is a, is a cult. Um, but that there needs to be a level of education that, listen, you can step away. There's more than one path to Torah, you know. Halacha is a very human thing, allows for leniencies, understands that humans are humans, okay, uh, tries to give us some morals to hold by, but, you know, we're not responsible for the end of the world, for every little thing that happens. I think you make good points, and on that note, uh, we need to wind it up, and please go back to your box. Okay, thank you. Non-copyrighted podcast ending music. Hi, <laughs> 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 <